Beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you, Jesus is Lord. God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. We give God thanks and praise for another time of fellowship in His presence. This is knowing the words and life of Jesus. And we've been growing in this revelation. We, we've been, uh, we began um, looking at the words of Jesus through scriptures from the book of Matthew. We are trusting God to go from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Amen to Jesus. Um, basically, if you have a red letter Bible, uh, whatever Jesus spoke in these gospels, it was written in red. Praise God forevermore. So I want to look at these words and, you know, study more about you know jesus you can know a man by his words amen to jesus bible says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh so the words are the reflection of the heart condition and the heart condition and the heart abundance is who the person is praise god forevermore so we have been studying and we are continuing this journey we've gone into Matthew chapter 5 and we have started of the beatitude or the attitude to be also known as the Sermon on the Mount. So we trust the Holy Spirit for greater insight today in Jesus' name. Let's just say a word of prayer. Sweet Holy Spirit, we reverence and appreciate you. Thank you for another time of fellowship in your presence. Oh, we ask for you to do us good today by your word. Jesus, we exalt you. Dear our Father, we glorify you. Let your word grant entrance. Let your word enter into our spirit, man, today and cause us to have understanding that we may live. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Let every life be transformed today. In Jesus' name, Amen. All right, so we've been looking on, uh, looking at Matthew chapter five, the Beatitudes. We looked at verse three, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We can please go back and listen to that teaching. It's awesome. Amen to Jesus. And um, we moved over to um, verse six. Amen to Jesus, um, which is blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Yeah, I, I wanted to move over to that because um, I feel that it's um, it's kind of is what related to the poor in spirit praise god forevermore uh very much related to the poor in spirit um based on our studies thus far and our study today we can see that it is related to the poor in spirit amen to jesus before we start going over to the, those who mourn and um, you know those who are meek amen to jesus all right okay now um we looked at those who hunger for righteousness we took some time to study what it means to hunger for righteousness and i believe um, um that teaching was very pretty expository amen to jesus and um, i encourage you to go for it today we're going to be looking at what it means to thirst for righteousness amen to jesus you see hunger and thirst they are both they are both desires but they have both different purposes amen to jesus and they have different functions praise god forevermore you cannot use the function of hunger to satisfy thirst and you cannot use the function of thirst to satisfy what hunger if one is deprived of the other um death is imminent after a period of time praise god forevermore although we've uh, we've seen we've heard uh, sometimes the shepherd that say they've lived for so long about years without taking water um for long as you're taking food you're still taking water somehow praise god forevermore hallelujah jesus but um some of those stories um there are some things behind it amen to jesus god created man for these desires these desires are part of us amen and we cannot deny ourselves of what these desires so when jesus taught in in, in why he was on it he used the everyday operations and the everyday language to communicate um, spiritual truths amen to jesus so that it will not be so you know up in the sky for them to understand and that's the beauty of the teaching ministry you use the everyday language to communicate spiritual truth so that people can understand it with simplicity yet profound amen to jesus and that's what i believe that everyone student of the word of god is to seek for simplicity yet profound amen to jesus so we are looking at what it means to thirst for righteousness so we're looking at to thirst for righteousness the word thirst is the is from the greek word dipsao dipsao and dipsao, Thea defines dipsao to mean one to suffer thirst, to suffer from thirst. Amen. To suffer thirst and to suffer from thirst. And secondly, it defines it as figuratively those who are said to thirst, who painfully feel their want of and eagerly long for those things by which the soul is refreshed 
supported and strengthened amen to jesus all right so the first one let me look at it it has to do with the human body amen to jesus and the second definition here has to do with what the soul praise god forevermore hallelujah to jesus now so the first after righteousness means number one to suffer due to thirst for righteousness to suffer due to thirst for righteousness and we all know that when there is a thirst the individual suffers praise god forevermore yeah dehydration 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 and then there are different levels of suffering are we together that thirst can bring praise jesus forevermore hallelujah and then it also means to suffer from thirst of righteousness so to suffer due to test and to suffer from test are we together praise god forevermore um due to means as a result of because of it are we together you're suffering because of it and then to suffer from is the end result of that issue are you get what i'm saying now so because of this you suffer the end result of that thing you suffer are we together now so it's basically suffering due to what the thirst for righteousness and it also means to suffer from the thirst of righteousness um then the third is to painfully feel the want of and eagerly long for those things by which the soul is refreshed supported and strengthened and those things comprise of what righteousness praise god forevermore hallelujah to jesus all right so we're going to be looking at these um and getting a little understanding of them with more clarity praise god forevermore i'm going to be grouping to suffer due to test for righteousness and to suffer from test of righteousness together and because due to and from amen to jesus they are kind of correlated praise god uh, as a result of this you are suffering from this and um, this suffering comes from this is <laughs> similar praise god forevermore hallelujah so i'm grouping both of them together we're going to be trusting the holy spirit for deep insight and revelation into god's words praise god forevermore now um you see this kind of suffering is um due to the absence or lack of righteousness that's the first thing to note here it's due to what the absence or the lack of what righteousness this is what the unsaved sinner suffers because he totally lacks righteousness and it is absent in his life praise god forevermore now this is what the unsaved sinner would naturally suffer because there's a lack of righteousness in the life of the unsaved sinner and the unsaved sinner is um you know righteousness is absent in his life so you, you see the, the bible talks about our righteousness about filthy rags we're talking about righteousness we're talking about the righteousness of man are you get what i'm saying the bible says uh, uh, it's filthy rag it's filthy rag you know it cannot hold any value before god and um, um the righteousness of man um that that births morals still has no value before god praise god forevermore so um let me use the word the righteousness of man is morality without the righteousness of god that was the righteousness of man is morality without it just at best morality morality is let me use the word what the fallen man the behavior of the fallen man based on his conscience as to what is right and what is wrong that's morality are you get what i'm saying yeah so the fallen man he knows what is right what is wrong no no even even the devil knows what is right and what is wrong i get what i'm saying even like my mom always used to give an example when you're breastfeeding a baby and the baby bites you he stops because he knows he has done something wrong praise god forevermore even at that time they even know what's right and what's wrong and they grow more into knowing you know what I'm so the fallen man knows what is right and what's wrong and the ability the, the the choice to do right um based on the fallen nature is called morality as you get what i'm saying so it holds no water before god now but when um the righteousness of god now takes charge it empowers morality to be pleasing to god i get what i'm saying Right, so um, morality from the flesh point of view, from the fallen nature of man, cannot, will not, and will never be able to please God. He's doing right, amen to Jesus, but not living right before God. Praise God forevermore. Now, that which empowers man to live right before God is the righteousness of God. And the righteousness of God now empowers man to live right before God and then empowers man's right doing, which is man's morality to please God. So, Morality without righteousness is displeasing to God. But righteousness is being pleasing before God and 
empowers our right to do which has, which our morality to also be pleasing before God. So that's why an unsaved sinner with all his rights doing is not still pleasing to God. I know somebody is not happy to hear that. Somebody does not like it, but that's just the truth. You may be doing right, but if you are not saved, if you are not born again, if you not received Jesus as the person Lord and Savior, your right doing is not still pleasing to God. It's pleasing to society, pleasing to humanity, but not pleasing to God. If you want your right doings, your morality to be pleasing to God, then you have to subscribe to God's word, righteousness, which is by being what born again. All right, let me quickly leave that so I can um, go to what we'll be going in today. Amen to Jesus. Okay. Now, the sinful, the sinner suffers for lack of righteousness, not because it has not been made available, but because he or she chose not to receive the righteousness of God. Are we together? John 3 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Whosoever believeth in him should not pray, but have a lasting life. God gave his Son. Verse 17 says, For God sent not his Son to be the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be what? Saved. God has given. God has given. The provision has been made. Like I always say, God does not want to bless you. God has already blessed us. Every born again child of God. The Bible says, We bless God who has blessed us. Every spiritual blessing, heavenly places in Christ Jesus. God has given. Provision has been made. But acceptance is now on the path of what? Man. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, you're not a sinner. You don't suffer for righteousness because righteousness was not made available. No. You suffer for righteousness because you chose not to what? Accept God's what? Righteousness. There are some who are comfortable with their morality. They don't want God's righteousness. Are you getting what I'm saying? And it's a, pro- it's a challenge because your morality cannot take you to heaven. Your morality cannot take you <laughs> beyond this earth. You may be good before men, but not accepted before God. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Praise God forevermore. So it's about rejection. It's not about provision. It's about acceptance. 100% of our problems as human beings is as a result of our acceptance or rejection of God's provision. Simple. So the... 100% of our problems as human beings is as a result of our acceptance or rejection of God's provision. That's just the truth. God is not holding anything back. He's not holding anything. I don't know what I'm talking to here, but God is not holding anything. <laughs> He's not holding anything. There's nothing God is holding. There's nothing is holding from you. When it comes to Him, as it has to do with His provisions. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it's left for us to receive. Or reject and you know what God is not going to force us to receive that's another beautiful thing I like there amen he's not going to force us so don't think that God is going to drag you like a horse to the river and open your mouth and pour water into the river for you no 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 he's not going to do that praise Jesus forevermore hallelujah to Jesus amen all right so um the thirst for righteousness is felt by the spirit man. We must know this is felt by the spirit man. Even the unregenerated spirit man thirsts for righteousness. I get what I'm saying. The spirit man of the sinner thirsts for righteousness. Why, why is it possible for him to get saved? Because there's a thirst in the spirit man. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Praise God. All right. Although this thirst is present in every unsaved sinner, the sinner can be unconscious of it. That's another thing. You can be unconscious of it. Praise God forevermore. Yeah. It's possible for the sinner to be unconscious of it. Now, that's the reason why we preach. So that we can still add to the weight of the consciousness. The Bible says, um, 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 the, the, the Holy Spirit shall reprove the word of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Are you get what I'm saying? It's the work of the Holy Spirit to do that. That's, that's why he was poured on all flesh. Church, but took us in the power of my spirit upon all flesh. Now, when the Bible says all flesh, go re- check the Hebrew word for all. It means no exclusion. Are you get what I'm saying? Check the Greek word for all. It means no exclusion. So, when it talks about flesh, yeah, the word flesh yeah, means anything that has skin, flesh. Are you get what I'm saying? So, when the Bible talking about pouring upon all flesh, yeah, it means exclusion with no exclusion of anything that has flesh so that means both plants and what and um, both animals and um, humans praise god forevermore all flesh possessing creatures of god praise god forevermore they are what the holy ghost is but that's why the bible says much of 8 verse 19 for the endless expectation of the creation who waited for the master why do they wait because the holy spirit has been poured on all flesh yeah if he has not been poured they have no expectation they have no expectation. The Bible says uh, um, Jesus came to reconcile all things to the Father. When I mean all things here, yeah, talking about all of creation and majorly those with flesh. Both 
animals and what human beings are you get what i'm saying now this outpouring is was important it's very important because you see that even today creation is crying for the sin that is happening in the world today creation is crying bitterly when you know bestialism is not the operation of the day making a mess of animals are you get what i'm saying they are even crying for the wickedness that is happening because there has been outpouring on them and they're not expecting human beings to behave the way they are behaving are <laughs> you get what i'm saying all right now so the holy spirit has poured on all flesh he's reproving the word of sin righteousness and judgment and we preach so as to create an awareness because some of the times some people don't know why they do what they do or know to them that is an awareness they are not conscious of their thirst for righteousness so they don't know that the reason why they are misbehaving from god's perspective is because there's a, a test in them that is crying for feeling and they are not conscious of that test so they are beginning to fill it with something else that's the reason for most of the tests for more wealth and more wealth tests for more sex tests for more power are you get what i'm saying yeah that's what's happening there because they're not just conscious of the truth that this is what the test is that's why we are praying that's why we are preaching to create the word consciousness more i know children of god please it's important we preach every platform available to you preach you can't say but i'm not a professional preacher there's nobody that's a professional preacher here say i'm not a pastor there's no one that is a pastor here we are all students of the word of god teach the word of god preach the word of god create an atmosphere for these people to be conscious of their word first are you get what i'm saying their thirst for righteousness. We need to create the, if you don't create the atmosphere, you see, we will not push the work of the Holy Spirit further. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, so um, um it, it, it's present in the unsafe sin now, but they're not conscious of it. So so long as they're not conscious of it, the, the, the person would not satisfy it, and this prevents the sinner from being enlisted among the blessed. Are you get what I'm saying? They don't satisfy it the right way. Some of the time they try to satisfy it the wrong way. Like you see, all the tests for more power more money more more women more solomon the bible says at the beginning the bible at the early part of solomon the bible says solomon loved the lord when he loved the lord he wrote the book of proverbs see how elating and enlightening and wisdom filled the book of proverbs is and the next thing we say is solomon the bible says and the bible says that solomon loved many women and then look at the book of Ecclesiastes. You can see confusion in Ecclesiastes in his thoughts. Why? Because that thirst for the Lord, are you get what I'm saying? He began to feed it to the Lord for women. Are you get what I'm saying? Once the thirst for the righteousness of God is filled with something else, it causes chaos. It causes confusion. That's the reason for the confusion we are seeing in the world. That's the reason for the Wickedness we are seeing the world today because men are feeding their thirst for righteousness with what? Different things. Different things. I know the funny thing about these things, the more you put them in, the more they don't satisfy. Nothing in this world can satisfy. Only the righteousness of God can satisfy. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Alright, so when Sinners are not satisfying the test for righteousness in them. They cannot be enlisted among the blessed. It's only those that satisfy this test that can be enlisted among what? The blessed. Praise God forevermore. Now, on the other hand, the moment the sinner becomes conscious of this test in his or her spirit, man, it spurs him or her to satisfy this test. The moment he or she satisfies this test, he or she is what? Blessed. Are you get what I'm saying? So once the test for righteousness is satisfied, automatically you become blessed. You see, um, one of the challenges I have with um, many of the understanding we've had about the Bible over the years is um, our incomplete understanding of the Bible. See, you cannot be born again and still be cursed. Are you get what I'm saying? No, it's not possible. Once you are born again, you have become you see, you have filled that test for righteousness. The Bible says, blessed are those who want hunger and thirst. They are conscious of that test. You get what I'm saying? 
you are feeding, it automatically you are blessed. Okay, let me buttress it for that. Galatians about 3, verse uh, uh, um, 13 and 14. Christ has redeemed us from what? The curse of the Lord. Being made curse of the Lord. For it is written, what? Curse is any man that haggeth on the tree. And the blessing of Abraham might come unto his what? Seed. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, so we must understand something. When you get born again, you have become blessed. Now, the devil knows this. So what does he try to do? He tries to manipulate your mind to believe that you are still cursed. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, secondly, he tries to shift you off your ground of what? The blessing. The Bible says, Stand ye therefore in the liberty where which Christ has made you free. The devil tries to push you away from your stand. He says, Stand ye therefore in the liberty. So when you get born again, what happens is that the um, Bible says we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous life. When we get born again, what happens is that God translates us into the kingdom of marvelous life. And that kingdom of marvelous life, what he does is that he puts us on a standpoint. And that standpoint is called what? Liberty. We stand in liberty. Are you getting what I'm saying? And the stand in liberty, the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The stand in liberty is enforced by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, where, 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 where? I'm talking about where. That's the location of the new creation. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. So we stand in liberty because the Spirit of liberty is in us. So what does the devil try to do? He tries to shift us on our stand of liberty. He tries to shift up, and once you get off the stand of liberty, you have gotten off the stand of the blessing. Are you get what I'm saying? So you may not, you may be having financial challenges. That does not mean you are cursed. You may be having whatever, whatever, whatever challenge. That does mean you are cursed. Are you get what I'm saying? Once you come into the into into the family of God, you are blessed. The devil will try to throw throw tantrums at you. Say there's a family cause in your family. If you are not knowledgeable, if you don't understand how this thing operates, how the, the new creation life operates, you begin to believe that, oh, there's an ancestral cause working against me. The Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the cause. So, first thing you must understand that you have been redeemed. You don't need any special drama to be redeemed. You have been redeemed. Psalm 107 verse says, Send forth his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destruction. The word comes to heal and to deliver. So that word that saved you also delivered you. Now, if you don't have this understanding, you may need some drama. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting me? But if you have this understanding, you don't need no drama. And once you have this understanding, the devil will throw different things at you. But you stand in the liberty. I am blessed. I cannot be cursed. I know there are ancestral causes in my family. I know there are, there are demonic causes in my family. But the Bible says, this day have I begotten you. I was translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. I am no longer in that family. I am now in the family of God. As a result of this, I stand in the liberty because the spirit of liberty is on the inside of me. I cannot be caused. I have a new family lineage. It is the family of Yahweh. I have a new DNA. And in this DNA, we are blessed. Once the devil knows you are knowledgeable about this, and the Bible says, and he left Jesus for a while. <laughs> he will leave you for a while to go and look for another strategy. Can I get what I'm saying? When it comes to another strategy, is the same stra- old trick re- refurbished or remixed or rebranded. He rebrands his trick. So you bring the same scripture again. And that's and you're good to go. Praise God forevermore. I don't know why I'm going there, but I believe it's for somebody. And um, I, I believe that that person's life is going to be blessed by this in the name of Jesus. All right. Praise God forevermore. Now, so I, this, this is what Christians have to do. You have to stay. I remember once I was missing the program, and um, the first day I was missing, there was mission, and I know the power of God began, but there was a lady who was turning, 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 turning. And then the final day I was supposed to be doing a partition, Lena's blue. Before I came, before, before I said Lena's, as it was coming, she was already. J- j- um, Manifesting, I, I beg. I, I told them, I told them, Mister, please lay hands on her. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lay hands on. If you if you turn two days ago, a day, a, 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 just yesterday, I don't expect it to be turning today again. That thing that is making you turn must have left you. I don't expect it to, to, to jumping up and down. I told them, please lay hands on her. Please, I'm not ready for that. See, this is an understanding we need to have. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, some of us have spent years dealing with ancestral causes, family causes, the moment you get born again, those things have been dealt with. Now, what you need to do is to keep enforcing your stand in Christ. Enforce it and enforce it in the place of... When the devil wants to bring you otherwise, you deal with it. Give him scriptures. Pray the word of God that speaks your new stand in Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
Don't, the devil wants you to think of him. That's why he brings those nonsense. Don't give him what he wants to give to you. Don't give him what he expects from you. Praise God forevermore. Give him what the word of God is. And you are good to go. Alright, let me leave that quickly. And let me go to where we are. Let me continue where we are saying. Okay? Alright. So why the hunger for righteousness entails strong, des- um, strong desire for the meal of righteousness? To eat. Amen to Jesus. The test for righteousness entails strong desire for the drink of righteousness to drink. We looked about the meal of righteousness. We looked about hunger for righteousness. Now we're looking at the test for righteousness, the drink of righteousness. Praise God forevermore. So there's a meal of righteousness and there's a drink of righteousness. Praise God forevermore. Go back to the previous session. We're going to we're looking at today's own amen to Jesus. Now, why it is scientifically believed that it is possible for a human to live without food for weeks. It is only possible for most humans to live without water for a number of days. Are we together? Yeah, for a number of days. That's I'm looking about a general scientific view. Praise God forevermore. In fact, I also I learned about a particular situation where they were experiencing starvation, and the starvation was both in terms of food and water. Said, and um, um, the people started eating, but after they started eating, after a while, they started dying. <laughs> Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. It's definitely because I believe they didn't introduce their feeding back in a gentle way. You have to do it gradually. Praise the Lord forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right. Now, it is so because water makes up 60% of the human body and 55%, so 60% of the human male body. Amen. And 55% of the human female body. That, that's some That's some percent. <laughs> That, that's some big percentage, praise God. When I learned that, I think watermelon, watermelon has 90 or 99% water. I was like, so what are those fibers you see? <laughs> Amen. It's amazing how water just, you know, constitutes more than half of this human male you see walking and the human female you see walking. So that means once you dehydrate them, that's why you see that the moment a body is dehydrated, the, the body begins to shrink. Are we together? Praise God forevermore. That's the reason for the cliche, water is life. Amen. Water is life. Now, first, therefore, is the desire for life and to stay alive. Thirst is the desire for life and to stay alive. This is an issue of what? Life. It's a life matter. Are we together? Praise God forevermore. Now, the first for righteousness is the desire for the life of God and the ability to live it. Wow. Trust the test of righteousness is the desire for the life of God and the empowerment and the ability to live it. So, you desire that life and you desire the empowerment to live it. That's what the test of righteousness, test for righteousness is. And let me tell you something. Even the worst sinner doesn't enjoy what he's doing. Are you get what I'm saying? Even the worst sinner wants the life of God. Yeah. And let me tell you something. One of the quests for power is because you want to be like God. <laughs> yeah. Are you get what I'm saying? One of the quests for wealth is because you want to be like God. But God says the silver and the gold are mine. The reason why you're imagining all those words is because you want to be like God. But the devil has sabotaged that test. Are you get what I'm saying? The reason for power, all power uh, Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth have been given unto me. The reason why you want more power, why you are doing everything for power, is because you want to be like Jesus. You want to be like God. And so the devil has sabotaged. So the devil sabotages the test for righteousness in men and makes them channel it into carnal things. It's still the test. The same way inspiration comes from God. Neshama, the breath of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Neshama. Now the word, the bread, and God breathed into Adam, the breath of Adam became a living soul. The word bread, there's the Hebrew word neshama, and it means spirit, divine inspiration, inspiration, soul. Every of that, all the inspiration that man gets, it comes from God. But the devil cannot create inspiration, he only sabotages inspiration. Are you get what I'm saying? Same way, he sabotages the test for righteousness. The test for money is a test to live like God, he sabotages it. It's a test to actually live by God. It's a test to have the wealth of God, the full wealth of God. The devil just sabotaged it. He, he sabotaged it and lowered it to what? Carnality. The same thing is a test for physical power. He sabotages it and lowers it to carnality, makes a rubbish of it. 
I, I wish, how I pray that somebody hearing this will understand what the real test in the heart of man is. Are we together? So the test righteousness is desire for the life of God and the ability to live it. This is why Jesus told the Samaritan woman about the water which he gives. And he said that water makes the one who drink it live forever. Is that not so? This living water was and is actually the very righteousness of God. Look at it. John chapter 4 verse 13 to 14. Say, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into eternal life, everlasting life. And the woman said, give me, give me, give me, give me. Why? Because it makes you understand that the, the, the desire of everybody is the everlasting life. The water that you drink can never get thirsty again. That woman was a living proof that that is the desire of everybody. She said, I don't want to come to this well again. Who likes to stress himself? I get what I'm saying. Let me tell you, have you noticed something? That the more you chase money, the more you keep chasing it. <laughs> I was teaching them then in church and the young guys, I told them, you cannot chase money with your leg and catch it. They say, what do you mean? I said, the Bible says money has wings and it flies. Can you use your two legs to chase a, chase a bird and catch it? They said, no. Even You can't even chase a dog, Seth. Chase animals with your two legs and catch them. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So fast animals, you can't chase them. What about the bear that goes, try, try a peregrine falcon, you know? You can't chase them and, and, and catch them. That chase, that chasing after money, chasing after power, is actually the test of righteousness. The test for righteousness. The test for the life of God. By right, it is meant to be chasing after you, but you are not chasing after it. What the devil does is that, the test, he sabotages it, and like I said, he reduces it to what? Carnality. So now what is meant to be going after you, you now start going after it. That's how the devil scatters the whole game plan. Are you get what I'm saying? That's how he scatters it. That's how the woman says, hey, there's a water that I drink and I never come this way again. Give me that water. The natural man is, doesn't like to chase after things. The only thing the natural man may like to chase after is a woman. That's the male. <laughs> Amen to Jesus. That's the male. That's the male. May like to. I didn't say we must like to. Are we together? Praise God. The natural man doesn't like to chase after. The natural man likes things to come after him. Is that not so? Yeah. Human beings like things to come after them. So when the devil, the devil understands this and then he sabotages it and does it the other way around, you now start chasing after money. That desire to chase after money is actually the test for the life of God that the devil has messed up. And you now start chasing after money. That desire to chase after power is actually the test for the life of God. The devil has distorted it and messed it up and canalized it. You now start chasing after power. You know, you know what Jesus told the Samaritan woman? He said, go and bring your husband. <laughs> he said, ah. I don't have I say, yes, I know. You have been, you have been tested for righteousness. So you have been chased, dumping men, chasing after men, looking for what is in God in a man. And he said, even the one you are with now is not your own. He said, you have been with six men. And even the one you are with, is not yours. It's not yours. Does that ring a bell to us? That this is what the test for righteousness that have been sabotaged by the devil and reduced to carnality does to men. When that woman had the encounter, when she had the encounter, he said, so there's a kind of water like that. She tried different men. Melancholy, she had problem. Choleric, she had problem. Uh, phlegmatic, she had problem. Uh, what's the last? Uh, sanguine, she had problem. No, mix. All, none of them could satisfy. They say you are on the average two, um, um, two temperamental groups. Some have two major and then two recess, um, two uh, major and recessive, and then some others more small recessive. Maybe you may make it four. So maybe she had had some that maybe had seven, seven. We don't know. <laughs> but she couldn't just be satisfied with any man. Mr. A is romantic. I don't like an over-romantic man. Okay, Mr. B is not romantic. See, he's not romantic, but I like it. But okay, Mr. B is balanced. You see, he's balanced, but there's a way you don't understand what he's doing. You something is doing you. Is it test for the life of God? <laughs> you see, it reminds of a story of, the, of a pastor who was preaching once in church, and he asked a woman, 
He asked him, it was all, he asked in church, said, which woman, he asked women, which of you is happy in your marriage here? None of them raised up their hand. Only one woman raised up her hand. And his pastor was shocked to see that a woman was happy in her marriage. Because the ideology is that no man woman is ever happy in a marriage. And he asked, please, please tell us the secret. How come are you happy in your marriage? And the woman said, you see, I stopped looking up to my husband for happiness many years ago. And I started looking up to God for happiness. And since I made that decision, I have been happy in my home. The life of God. The test for the life of God. This woman met the man she had been looking for. And those other six men, they were useless to her finally. Her test was satisfied. She left the well and said, come and see the man. Hey! The man! Not a man. The, the very man I've been waiting for. You see, we are all looking, we are all thirsty for the life of God. We are all thirsty for it. But many of us have allowed the devil to sabotage this test. We have chased money. We have chased power. We have chased drugs. We have chased alcohol. We have chased sex. We have chased association. We have chased relationship. All to know of a child of God. Oh, my brother, my sister, if you are born again and you are still chasing some things, it's time to stop your chase. Feel this test aright. It has already been filled, but acknowledge the feeling. And if you have not received Jesus as a Lord and President, say, well, this is a clarion call to you. Stop allowing the devil sabotage your test. Amen to Jesus. Now, the righteousness of God is the life of God that makes us live, love, lead, and act on earth the same way God does in heaven. Are you getting what I'm saying? The, 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 the righteousness of God is his life that makes us live, lead, love, and act on earth the same way God does in heaven. So the way God lives in heaven, the way God leads in heaven, the way God loves in heaven, the way God acts in heaven, God's righteousness enables us to do the same here on earth. Wow. Glory to God forevermore. <laughs> so righteousness is not just the ability to stand right before God. It is the life of God to live his life on earth. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. And you know what? You know the beauty about this thing? This life is given to the new creation at new birth. Second Corinthians 5 verse 21 says, For he had made him to be seen for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah to Jesus. So let's look at this. He had made it to be seen for us, who knew no sin, that we may be what? Able to live, love, lead, and act God here on earth. Are we together? The same way he lives in heaven, we will live here on earth. Righteousness is beyond just a status. Some of us are taking it. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. It's beyond a confession. It's beyond a status with no responsibility. No. Righteousness is the life of God flowing through us to humanity. It's a very life of God. Praise God forevermore. Wow. 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 Amen. That's why we can stand before If we don't have his life, we cannot stand before him. We can't stand before him. John 3, 16, for God so loved God that, that he gave to the that whosoever believed in him should not pray, but have what? Everlasting life. The very everlasting life of God is the righteousness of God. If you don't have his life, you cannot stand before him. Are you getting what I'm saying? You cannot stand before him. The Bible says the prayer of a wicked is an abomination. Before, abomination. You cannot pray to him. You cannot stand because you don't have his life. You can only pray to him and his prayers can be accepted by you. By, uh, your prayers can be accepted by him when you have his life. The Bible says, can two walk together? I said, we agreed. God cannot walk with you until you have his life. First, he said, he said, uh, 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 as far as the heaven sees from there, so is my ways from your ways and my thoughts from your thoughts. And he later says, says, come, let us reason together. When he calls, first, his ways and, our, and his thoughts were far from our ways and thoughts. But when he calls us to reason together, it's because he has imputed his life in us. At that point, we can reason at his frequency. Let me help you understand something. Moses did not have the righteousness of God in Christ. He was not the new creation. Are you getting what I'm saying? But the Bible said God wanted to destroy the children of Israel. He said, I want to kill these people. God said, I want to kill these people. When we said, no, Lord, don't kill them. Moses could reason with God. Though he was not a new creation. Child of God, do you know what you are making? See, you are a new creation. Do you know what do you know? Do you know what you are? Do you know who you are? Do you know what you are you are making a mess of? See, the new creation is the greatest privilege on earth. Of God. With that, because of the righteousness, you can reason with him. That's why you can pray to him. <laughs> That's why you can fellowship with him. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
Moses was a was a revelation of was 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 a revelation of fellowship, communion. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible says he spent 40 days in the mountain of God, came down another 40 days, and his face shone. The glory of God was all over his face, and he turned him very your face, for we cannot see to praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And the Bible is saying that in the book of Corinthians, Paul was speaking, he said, when the veil was it says, if the commandment that came with a, a glory, it had a, a glory, imagine, and it was the law. He said, How much more the glory of the new covenant? Are you getting what I'm saying? So now it means to understand that we, on a larger scale, we don't know what the life of God is. We don't know. If we know, if we know, oh God, our, our sense of fulfillment will be so high. If only we know. Moses could have communion with God. He was living in the law. He could have fellowship. We that in grace, we are not to have fellowship. We are to live. We are to be living fellowships. <laughs> That's why First Thessalonians five verse seventeen says what? Pray without what? Season. Joshua chapter one verse eight says, meditate on the word, day and night. In other words, be a living fellowship, not forty days or eighty days fellowship. No, living fellowship. Praise God forevermore. All right. So, so that this is and. and the, 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 the life of righteousness given to the new creation at new birth, praise God forevermore. This makes us understand that at new birth, the test for righteousness is satisfied once and for all. Ah, that's going to, somebody's going to say, well, how do you mean? We're going to understand it better. It's satisfied once and for all. Why? This is because Jesus, because as Jesus told the Samaritan woman, the water, when taken, the drinker will never thirst again. Are you getting what I'm saying? John 7 verse 37 says, uh, um, um, sorry, the, the same John chapter 4. It says, but whosoever drinketh of this water that I shall give him shall never thirst again. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is why at new birth, the test for righteousness is satisfied once and for all. The book of Hebrews says that in Old Testament, other priests used to go into the holies of holies with, with the blood of an animal. Say, but Jesus went to the blood, holies of holies with his own blood and made an atonement for us once and for all. Are we together? The thirst for righteousness is satisfied once and for all. That is why you have now become the very nature of God's righteousness. You get what I'm saying? You are not trying to be. You already are. This test is satisfied once and for all. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. And you are not meant to be thirsty for righteousness again. All you need to do is to be consciousness that your thirst has been satisfied. Are you getting what I'm saying? And how do you stay conscious? By feeding the consciousness. How do you feed the consciousness? By the word of God. And by what? Prayer. The combination of the word of God and prayer is called what? Fellowship. Staying in fellowship is not for you to become righteous again. No, you've already been made righteous. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's to remain conscious of who you are. Fellowship awakens and strengthens our consciousness of who we are. That's why when we, look, when we break fellowship, we begin to lose consciousness. It doesn't mean that we are no longer the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but we broke over it, so we are losing consciousness of who we are. We need to go back to fellowship so we can what? Regain our what? Consciousness. But this thing is done once and for all. It's done at new birth. Praise God forevermore. What a blessing. Wow. Come, child of God, are you excited that you are the righteousness of God? Are you excited that you have the life? Your test for righteousness was satisfied the day you gave your life to Christ. Some of you gave your life to Christ 20 years ago. Some of you 30 years ago. Some maybe 50, 60 years ago. Some maybe just yesterday. Some you just give yourself your life to Christ right now. But my brother, whenever it was done, that test was satisfied that moment. Praise Jesus forevermore. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now this means that the great day of the feast spoken of by Jesus is the day of invitation for salvation. Where the water of God's righteousness is given for free to all who test. John 7 verse 37, Jesus speaking, says, In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man test, let him come unto me and drink. If any man is, it was, it was a salvation call, I get what I'm saying. This is a real salvation call, I get what I'm saying. If any man is thirsty for righteousness, come unto me, I am righteousness and drink. I'm the water of righteousness, I'm the water of life. I get what I'm saying. Come and drink. This is salvation call. And you get what I'm saying? Now this invitation was given by Jesus on the cross when he said it is finished. Are, are you getting me? 
It was sealed. The invitation was finally sealed by Jesus on the cross when he said it's been Matthew 19, verse 30. That it is finished. Are you getting what I'm saying? And this invitation continues to the second coming of Jesus. He's still giving the invitation. Are you understand what I'm saying? He's still giving the invitation. Come. Anyone that is thirsty, come. 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 Now, what do we do when we pray for revival? When we pray for the salvation of soul? We are praying for the consciousness of the test for righteousness to be awakened in the lives of sinners. They are not conscious of that test. Some of them are conscious. Uh, uh, some of them know that there's something, there is a test, but they don't know, you know, what exactly the test is. That's why we keep praying for salvation of souls. When that consciousness takes over them, then the Lord will give them a, a door of invitation and they get saved. Praise God forevermore. Children of God, we have to keep praying for salvation of souls. You can't be born again and say, I'm not praying for salvation. No, 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 you can't afford that too. You can't afford that. Praise God forevermore. Now, the invitation um, to salvation is invitation to drink the never-ending water of the righteousness of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Wow, wow. It never ends. This invitation is open to all and the water is free for all. Who honor this invitation? You know what beautiful thing about him? The water is free. 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 Jesus paid for it. He paid in totality for it. So you don't charge for it. Praise God forevermore. Revelation 21 verse 6 says, And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Freely, child, oh, child of God. See, you have to pray. You have to pray because it's free water. Some people have not collected the free water of life. Praise God. That's why we have to pray. Are we together? And, my, and I don't know who's listening to me. You've not, you've not received the free water of life. Come on, this is your opportunity today. I'm going to pray for those who want to receive what? Who want to receive the water of life, the righteousness of God. You want to get born again. I'm going to pray for you today. This water is free. My brother is free. You know what? My sister is free. This water is free. You know to be charged for it. You don't pay a dime for it. It's free and free and free. Glory to Jesus forevermore. We don't pay for it. Jesus paid it all for it. Wow. Wow, wow. I don't know, it's under the sound of my voice. You know that you have an addiction. You know that you have been chasing after things in life. It's the test for righteousness. It's the test for God's life that the devil has sabotaged and is making you chase after these things. Oh, it's time for you to channel the test rightly. It's free. The water is free. It's free. Praise God forevermore. So I encourage every one person who has not come to drink of this water, Come to the water of life and drink, for it is free. It's free, my brother. It's free, my sister. Come on, you are out there. You've not made yourself a personal savior. This water is free. See, let me tell you something. You can stop chasing money. Yeah, it's true. You can stop chasing power. Yes, it's true. You can stop chasing addiction, drugs, alcohol, sex, and all the likes. You can live a life free of chasing these things. Are you getting what I'm saying? And this life is the life of God. It makes you free from chasing these things. Rather, goodness and mercy will what? Chase you. to follow you. What does that mean? Everything that is good, that is from God, it will follow after you. <laughs> you don't follow after you. Follow, it's follow after you. And then the mercy of God that is new every morning, the new revelations of God's glory, the new revelations of God's holiness, the new revelations of God's beauty, they just keep coming after you. My brother, my sister, you can live that kind of life. Yes, it's possible. But the way to live it is what? To channel your thirst for righteousness to Jesus. Stop channeling it to the devil and to the things of the world. Channel it back. The devil sabotaged it. I see somebody, the hand of God is just breaking like a strong grip on you. The hand of God is breaking it. It's like a metal grip. Just, you know, like when two metals are 
tied to, uh, is joining two things together like a metal uh, the metal the metal is attached to a metal and then is attached to you you can't just break loose from it that that's the devil sabotaging the test of god i see the hand of god break it now it's broken totally thank you lord jesus it's broken totally in the name of jesus yes the lord is breaking addictions basundra bashatakab it's breaking addictions yes the lord is breaking the test for things that are not of god in the lives of people Yes, the pursuit for money, the pursuit for fame, the pursuit for power, the pursuit for sex, the pursuit for addiction, the pursuit for every kind of things. The hand of God is breaking them now. In the name of Jesus, he's breaking them now. Now, you're under the sound of my voice. You've not made Jesus your Lord and person. I said, well, come, let's do this quickly. Because the, I, 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 didn't, I don't just know why the Lord just entered into the, the, the deliverance part before we even started the, the salvation. But be, for you to enforce this deliverance, you have to get saved. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and person. I said, well, please pray this prayer after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, today I come to you. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died and resurrected from me. And on Calvary's tree, you shed your blood to take away my sin. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. With my heart, I believe, and with my mouth, I confess that I am my Lord and personal Savior. Because you chose me, I choose to serve and follow you follow the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for everyone who has made this prayer. Thank you for receiving them, the beloved, and thank you for granting them the grace to serve and follow you in the name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we unite our faith together. And we decree, in every way the devil has sabotaged tests for righteousness. We break his sabotage in the name of Jesus. We destroy his sabotage in the name of Jesus. And Zumbre Ketush, Zanduru Pala, those ones who have been trailing and pursuing things of the world, trying to satisfy what only the life of Christ can satisfy. In the name of Jesus, we rechannel them to the right source. We break their focus from satanic attractions. We break the hold of the devil over their lives in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask for the grace for continuous fellowship. We receive it so we can remain conscious of our righteousness in you that is forever. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God forevermore. I believe you were blessed. See you next time on the same teaching, knowing the words and the life of Jesus. God bless you. Grace to you. Beloved, thanks for listening to Grace Life Komi Podcasts. We believe that you've been blessed via this episode. We request that you also remain connected to us via our other social media handles on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and YouTube. We are Grace Life Komi on all these platforms. Also, for more information about the ministry of Pastor Chimdi and Funke Oahuna, kindly visit chimdioahunaministry.org. You can also send us your requests and testimonies via email today through chimdiwaunaministry at gmail.com. We are dedicated to feeding your spirit man with spiritual meals that we edify, equip, and engender your growth in the knowledge of God. Remain connected to Grace Life Komi. God bless you. Jesus is Lord.